Welcome to Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara. One part small talk, all parts real talk. This is the part of the day when Ajit gets to know the people behind the job titles at Tag. Hello, my name's Ajit Kara and I'm the CEO of Tag Americas and welcome to my podcast. I decided to do this podcast because, as many of you uh, probably have heard me say before, I believe TAG's biggest asset is its people. And this series of podcasts is really to try and get underneath what makes them tick, who are the people behind the things that we do at TAG, and basically getting to know some of our folks. Today I'm delighted to have a lady called Nicole Molino. Uh, she's the Senior Account Director in our Life Sciences sector, and I'm looking forward to her conversation with her. But as always, this podcast series is produced by Kaylee Stansfield. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I'm well, Edit. How are you do today? Oh, my goodness. I stumbled. I st- and I'm not the one who's drinking. Yes, I went out for dinner with a client last night, so I'm, 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 I'm also <laughs> stumbling with words today. But how is your week going, Kelly? It's going well. Do I look more zen than usual? I'm not entirely sure how, the, how to answer that no. correctly. Oh, you okay. always look zen. Uh, you um, look zenny. Uh, uh. I, I ask because I'm doing a digital cleanse this week. I was inspired by an email I got from Apple, I think. Well, no. Jim, I don't know, one of them saying that I'm using too much storage and I need to buy more. And I thought, you know what, maybe I just need to (laughs) take a look at the 5,000 photos I've got and my videos and do a bit of a gig cleanse. So that's what I've been doing. And how many gigs did you get down? A couple. And did you, are you one of these people, like my daughters, did they take pictures of their food? Everything. I took, yeah. Why? Well, that's the thing. Like I was going through my photos and I thought, do I need this? No. Do I, why then why do I want it? And I had so many photos of food. It was ridiculous. In 10 years, does it matter that you had a spinach regatta or whatever Mm. it might be? Does it matter? No, no. And it all ends up on Instagram anyway. But, you know, when I think of the days of having real photos and photo albums. I never took photos of food and stuck it in an album, so I don't know what changed. I I think you could do better than two gigs. Nicole, I hope you've got a nice glass of wine there. Uh, Welcome to my podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Have a sip of that and see if you like it. Okay. Yeah, very good. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. And so, Nicole, so tell me a bit more about yourself. Where, where were you brought up? I was brought up in a small town called North Arlington. Oh. And um, it was a quirky kind of town in the sense that it had a lot of personality. It was, um, you know, I spent my, basically from being a kindergartner through to high school. And because of my age, that was the time when, you know, Guidos, Guidettes, that was like a really big thing. And I was certainly one of them, as were pretty much everybody in the town. So North Arlington sounds like a big, it sounds quite posh and a big place, but where is it then? It's very tiny. It's actually, it's sandwiched in between Lynnhurst and East Rutherford. So most people know where Giant Stadium is. I don't even know where those, those are. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is this New Jersey? It's New Jersey, yes. Oh, I didn't even say that. No, I'm a very proud Jersey girl. So yeah, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> and it's right near um, Giant Stadium is usually how people kind of identify it. But no, it, it's actually a very sweet little town, a nice hometown feel. But the cool thing was that it was about 20 minutes outside of New York. So you were oh, okay. you know, able to kind of get to the city quick or be in your, your little hometown. I mean, is that where you get brilliant views of Manhattan? Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. You would go, you know, probably more on the Kearney side, but you can go down and see the the fireworks or just the skyline. It was gorgeous. I've always um, thought that that you know when we we got our apartment on on the in Manhattan, I always thought actually it's probably a bad mistake because you don't see anything, and when you go to Hoboken, New Jersey, or whatever, you just get fantastic views yeah. of, the, of the skyline. Absolutely. It's funny, there's a, a route, a highway that leads down to North Arlington. It kind of runs through. It's um, like Route 3. And when you're driving down that and you see the city just, you know, pop up, it's just so magnificent. Many accidents, people sort of wandering, looking too much. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're like that in Jersey, right? We just drive, drive. and go and just whatever. <laughs> I've been through New Jersey. I see how they drive. Yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned... It's North Arlington is quirky. Yeah. Why quirky? So there's a couple of fun facts. So one is in the in the beginning of Sopranos, when that was, you know, obviously a really popular show. Lots of people are still watching it. There's a Pizza Land restaurant, and that was actually in North Arlington. It's on a um, and a road we would call the Pike. It's kind of like separates. The good two pizza. Towns. Yeah, great pizza. Really great pizza. This is not an ad for Pizza Land, but it's good pizza. <laughs> You'll get some free pizza tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. I love pizza. It's my my go to food, hundred percent. So that was something kind of cool. We also have legendary still more dead people than mm-hmm. alive people. Uh, isn't that weird? You're going to have to explain it. So, like, is this like zombies or are they truly dead people? No. So, North Arlington has a really large cemetery, and they say, let's call them residents, right? The residents at the cemetery, there's probably about, I think there's 300,000, and there's only about 15,000 people in North Arlington, 16, whatever it is. Crazy. I don't want to be quoted as like some sort of census, uh, but, um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, lots, the lots thing. of, lots of ghosts there then. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I've never seen one, but I do believe in them. So there you go. It sounds like I, I remember my wife making me watch something when they they kind of make peace with ghosts, or when they went to somewhere in New Jersey. So I did. Oh, that. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a book. It's called Weird New Jersey, and there's lots of things like that. Like I ghost personally stuff. don't like to see anything like that because it scares me. I'm a very easily scared person. On you that don't sort. want to see any ghosts. I, <laughs> I don't want to see any ghosts. I think if I ever saw something inappropriate, I'd be scared. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that I'm very scared about these things. Same. Unless it came in the form of, you know, like an angel of somebody you wanted to see who's not here anymore. Well, you know, in a small town, though, were you an angel growing up? Were you, were you, a, bit, were you a bit mischievous? <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you just have that look in your eye. <laughs> do you know? I? I do. It's the wine. Is it the wine? So small town. Small town. Well, that's the bad thing about being oh, in a everyone. small town. Everybody knows everything, yes, right? True. So uh, I think I was probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I definitely was the um, people pleaser, loved to, you know, make sure I was always doing well in school, doing all my assignments, good with my parents, never really got punished, anything like that. I mean, maybe I should have, but I didn't. I, I do think so that's good. something that we, we, we miss. I mean, I, I didn't grow up in a, in a small village, but it was in a, um, you know, I think most people, you know, it was more of a community. Mm-hmm. And so I think it helped, you know, adjust that if you were, you know, hurt or if you're up to mischief, you realize that someone was going to see you, someone was going to say something, and it yeah. sort of kept you a bit in line, you know. <laughs> that was the first see something, say something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I remember my, my sister used to always run to school and would take her coat off or try and be very fashionable. And oh. neighbors would tell my mum that, you know, she needs to do a better job of making sure she's wrapped up. And so, yeah, you could get, you could get away with nothing, really. 
Um, and so tell me, what, what, where do you live now then? And have you, tell me about your family. Yeah, so now I live in a town called Randolph. And Is that far from Norfolk? Um, it's about 40 minutes. And it's um, for us, it felt like the sticks, right? right? Because it was so different. You know, North Arlington had a little more of a, um, it was certainly a small town, but it had, you know, kind of a, a city vibe in the sense that there was a lot going on. Homes were very close together, street lights, all of those things. And so when we moved out of there and we came to Randolph, we had lived in Brooklyn. We had lived in Belleville. So we were in, you know, really kind sure. of crazy areas, populated. Um, and Randolph is very, it's its its a lot more rural, great schools, reason my husband and I moved there. So it's myself and um, my husband and our two daughters, our two dogs, and my mom. And I'm interested, like, your naming convention. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you named your children and your pets. And obviously you didn't name your husband, but... You know. <laughs> Well, you might do, I don't know. Now, well, at, you know, what's funny, though, is um, my husband, so my married name is Molino. My maiden name was also very Italian-sounding. So when I did marry my husband, I was very glad that his last name was still Italian-ish, Italian-ish yeah, because he's not. <laughs> so I lucked out there. So my girls, actually, they, because we do have, um, we've worked in New York, we lived in Brooklyn, as I said, we have an affinity for for the city. We wanted to still have something that was a connection to the city, even though we were, you know, in Jersey. And so my daughter, my oldest daughter, her name is Julia Shea after the stadium. My oh. husband's a huge Met fan. We're a big baseball family. So that was important to kind of have that. And it kind of covered all bases. Uh, well, no pun intended. Yeah, very cleverly done. <laughs> and then my youngest daughter, her name is Brooklyn because we lived in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. But her first name is Brooke. Her middle name is Lynn. So we oh. figured if the girls didn't like it or my older Mary's a Yankee fan, which would probably kill someone in my family, <laughs> or at least my husband, um, we figured they could always, you know. That's clever. Yeah, That's very clever. Fun. And the pets, did they follow suit or did you do something different? No, you know, so we, my girls were really, at the time we got our first dog, Miley. She's a lab retriever. Oh, don't tell me, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is pre-twerking, though. They were like Hannah Montana girls. <laughs> ah. Well, I regrettably know all about that because my daughters are huge fans. And of so, Miley Cyrus? Yeah, so I have to sit yeah. through Hannah Montana. <laughs> It was cute, right? I actually think, before I name my other dog, I actually think shows have gotten better at having material that kind of appeals to, you know, obviously for the kid, but the parent can I know they listen to this podcast, but I don't mind. It's quite funny. And Jackson is my favorite. You know, like he's such a great character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I haven't thought about that show, though, in so long. It's so crazy. I wonder what... What uh, Miley Cyrus thinks when she looks back at yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think so. I, I, I don't know because obviously I know she's a celebrated singer and does her own thing now. And a lot of these folks don't look back. But I think, you know, the reason my children still watch it and we watch it is that it's stuck in this whole time zone. And it was genius, the writing, the mm-hmm. comedy, the humor. I'm not sure that they look back and say actually influenced a whole generation of young girls. My girls were, you know, pretty obsessed with it in yeah. a good way because yeah. it was wholesome, good fun. Yep. Yep, and it was a, a girl, a bit of girl power too, right? She had True. Actually, gone good out. I hadn't and, thought about that. But mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. 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 So. So was, so um, that was the first pet. Um, oh yeah. So this is my other pet is um, 
Maddie, and we call, so we call, you know, Miley Miles or Miley. And Maddie is a little French bulldog. She's like my baby now, especially that my girls are older. And she's named after Madonna, actually. I was wondering where I couldn't work that one out. I was thinking, (laughs) what could that be? And I didn't get there. Yeah, we wanted two pop stars. You know, we didn't want one to have some and not the other. So we, we named her Maddie. We've only had her about a year. Actually, her gotcha day is coming up. Right. So we'll celebrate that and make sure it's, you know. So it's an interesting family tradition then. I love the way you've named your children, then named the pets you know, around pop stars, yeah. your children around locations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's quite an interesting theme. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, did you feel this way? Naming, you know, picking out a name for your child, especially even before you meet them or they have their own personality, really. It's uh, it's overwhelming. We have a head start in that, you know, as we're Hindu, the way it works is that you, you actually don't pre-name your child. Oh, really? You wait until the child is born, and then you take the time and the date that it's born, and you consult a local Brahmin, which is the kind of you know, religious figure, and they consult a book, and then they look at the astronomies, and they look at, you know, the time, the date, and then you get the start of the name that oh. you can choose something from as a way of good luck. That is so cool. Now, as I've got Hindu ceremonies completely wrong on the prior podcast, I hope, <laughs> I hope that I've got this one right. That's how I named my children. And then I think your auntie or your uncle perform more than naming ceremony, obviously in agreement with the parents, but mm. that's kind of how it all works. It's always complicated on the Hindu side. Does it take a long time to figure, like, do you have a certain amount of time? Is it when you leave the hospital you need the name or you just... Oh, it's done reasonably quickly within a, you know, I think, you know... Um, my, my children were registered within like a week or so. So when they oh, left wow. the hospital, they were nameless, uh, as I remind what them. What do you refer to them as? Nameless. <laughs> Baby one. Well, thank goodness you just didn't say <laughs> Well, we kind of do, actually. We just call them Baby. Baby. <laughs> Baby, where are you? Yeah. Um, when you're mad, you call them nameless. Hey, nameless. <laughs> yeah, I tend to call them poops. Poops one and poops two. So anything by the names. So, they so must love that. They, they, they kind of don't, but uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they think I'm very uncool. So, Nicole, you know, two, two amazing girls. Um, you know, bringing them up is always, um, you know, as it's uh, good and, and sometimes challenging moments. Anything that um, has caused you enormous distress or uh, anxiety? Yeah, yeah un- unfortunately, it's a fortunate ending to the story. But um, unfortunately, just shortly after my, my dad had passed, my youngest daughter... She, I think was probably about 10 or 12 at the time. She was riding down a hill on her bike in town and lost control. And it just picked up so much speed that she actually went headfirst into a tree. And the police, the ambulance, the doctors, everybody said, thank God she was wearing her helmet. That's a a public announcement there and then. Absolutely is. Yes. I mean, I know kids thinking it looks dorky or they're too old or whatever, but it literally saved her life. We we wrote a letter to the manufacturer and thanked them. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was in the hospital for over a week. She had um, broken ribs. Now she has a metal plate in her face. She's really, really very lucky. And I said earlier, I, I believe in angels, I do, and uh, or mentioned angels, I do believe in them. And it, since it was so shortly after my father had passed, I was almost like, that, where were you? He was watching out for her. But I think ultimately he was because, you know, she's she's okay now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like... Very uh, scary. Um, it's very scary in that in a second your life can change. Oh, my goodness. And it did to a degree, but as you say, she's there, she's yeah. doing well, and she's all fully recovered now. She's fully recovered now, yes. Yep, and my older one just 
maybe a year or two later, had to get a, um, a spinal fusion on her back. Oh, my goodness. Nine-hour operation, just waiting there. So she also has, you know, metal. So you got metal children. That's what I'm thinking. I'm building like this little <laughs> robot army of people. <laughs> You're good to go. But uh, when you go on your family holidays and you go for the metal detectors, they must be like... Hello. Everyone asks, but it doesn't set it off. Really? I don't know why. Yes, we were waiting. We were almost kind of hoping it would be yeah. kind of cool, but... <laughs> nope. Uh, well, Clear I'm, through. I tell you, it, it's... Um, Bringing up children, it's a it's a roller coaster, and you worry about them continually. Never stops. Never stops. I saw something that once said, and something about you know having children is like letting you know wearing your heart outside your your body or something to that effect, and it really is so true. They're just you know. I'm speechlessly happy that you know she has done well, and it could have you know uh, been horrific the other way, and uh, you know, but a great family bond. Completely. Makes a big difference. So tell me a bit more about what excites you. I, you know, what's your passion in life? My passion, you know, I'm a pretty passionate person overall. I, um, you know, once I get hooked on something, I'm, I'm really all in. Um, I do love clothes oh. and shopping and shoes. I yes. actually, yes, <laughs> I actually have well over a hundred pairs of shoes. Oh my goodness. And this is going to sound so bratty, and <laughs> but it was with good intention. We had built, um, when COVID happened, we had taken a part of our garage and made it into like a little office space for me because it was just too crazy. The kids were in their school, you know, their school calls. My husband's working. Everyone's talking. Doorbell's ringing because Amazon is there. And, you know, it's just crazy. So I'm in this little space. And then to decorate it, I was like, oh, let's also make this a dressing room. <laughs> so now the my office is more shoes and clothes than... Right, so next time we're on a video call, I'm going to ask for a panoramic view. I've done that. I've done that. I've taken some people on some tours. So on the shoes front, if you've got 100 shoes, what's the process? And one, have you duplicated? Have you bought something you didn't know? Or oh, my goodness. Have you, do you take pictures? Do you catalogue them? How do you, how do you know? I'm not nearly that organised, but I have bought the same dress several times. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have taken to buying it in different sizes because I'm like, you know, I also like to eat. And not, so if I need a bigger size, I'm set. If I have the smaller size, I'm good. Because I, I, I tend to find clothes every now and again. Oh, I forgot I had that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that must be um, challenging when you've got that many shoes. I mean, did this passion start from a young age? No. And so now with my mom living with us, she's like, oh. I don't know where you get this from. We were always a, a pretty modest family, you know, just kind of very simple. My mom is really simple. I'm the complete opposite. So she's like, I have no idea where you've got this obsession. But you know, it, it, it's funny. And I, Kaylee and I were talking about this earlier too. I love getting, yeah, cause I get a lot of um, deliveries of clothes. Like I order them from places I know where I fit and everything. And when the, the doorbell rings, it's like Surprise. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. And I love that feeling. And, and you got two girls. So are they, are they eyeing up your Shoe collection, clove collections, are they? So they're not quite in the shoes yet because a lot of my shoes are heels. They'll borrow some of my fun sneakers, but we are, all three of us, around the same size. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, they're starting to move away from my style. You know, when they were younger, they used to, like, love to go in my closet. Their friends would come over. They would all put the shoes on, dress up. But, um, you know, they pick out some of the basics that are cool. I kind of feel, with your two daughters and your mother and the dogs... (laughs) 
how's your husband doing? Like, yeah, how, can <laughs> exactly. I, 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 <laughs> oh, that poor guy. <laughs> I hope he's got a man cave somewhere. He yeah. does. He, I said he was a Met fan. So because I had my babe cave, we actually, one day during COVID, we were getting a new shed. And I said, he'll say his friend said it, but I said it. I said, why don't you get an extra shed and you can make that your outs, you know, your office. So instead of it being an office, it is now a man cave. It's got like seats from Giant Stadium. It's wall to wall sports memorabilia. Spends, spends 20, Super cool. 22 hours of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. Tell me a bit more about special skills. What have you got that no one will know about? What can you do that no one can know about? <laughs> so uh, my special skill, and, and I've done this at like talent shows and, oh. and, and we were on a cruise ship and I did it in front of what felt like a bazillion people. I can just like go into a, a split at any what? time, like just drop into really? a split. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of crazy. That's not going to work for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I need way more wine. Front <laughs> or sideways? Uh, like, no, not the Russian split, the, the, or whatever you call it now, but like the regular just. Right. That's yeah. still, yeah. still pretty impressive. Uh, wow. However. Yeah. I will say, I have a little trouble getting up these days. <laughs> it's much easier. You just roll over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very good luck rolling around to get up. <laughs> well, I'm sure when we have some sort of uh, event, we'll be starting to say, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Well, that's going to happen now. All of these podcasts, everyone's Absolutely. talking about their talent. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to have like a big talent show. Well, it's true. And, and, and I think what's becoming clear is I have no talent. So I just need to listen to everybody else's talent. But back, back to clothes. Yeah. I know clothes are important to you, yes. and you, 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 you know, you put a lot into clothes around. You know, obviously, you got a lot of clothes as well, mm -hmm. by the way. But you know, how does it affect your professional life? And to, you know, does it? Um, you know, I, I, just, I talked to somebody else the other day. So he said that, you know, when he feels there's a problem, he dresses really smartly. Mm -hmm. That gives him inner confidence. And mm -hmm. now people have spotted it, and they say, "Yeah, Very true. what's wrong?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So, you know, my first my first job or my first effort to get a job in, in New York, I had taken, um, I had gone to this, like, it was like women in communication, recruiting kind of thing. And, um, and I was so excited about, you know, what to wear, how to dress. But to your point, I wanted to seem like I was very smart, sophisticated. So with my briefcase that I would never use now, it was so just, <laughs> it was like shiny and stiff. I would always have, even though I didn't read it, I would always take the newspaper, roll it up, stick it in my briefcase, make sure I looked, you know, like I was Red. like, yeah, like, like just really. And also glasses, the, the ones, they were just fake. I just yeah. wanted to look smart. And now that's like a trend. Everybody does it or uses them or the, that's your the blue secret, light glasses. That's your secret schools. See, I should have, I should have like <laughs> patented something, but yeah, I always felt like glasses made you look smart. Carrying around a newspaper at the time made you look smart. Now, now what do you do? Cause there's no newspapers. <laughs> now I don't look smart. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know what else? I just was in a store and I saw silly putty and I thought, what does anybody do with that anymore? Yeah. 
Yeah. You can't stick that on your phone. Stress. Right? Squishing. Remember, it used to be, you, you know Silly Putty, right? When you used to put it with the newspaper and you went like this yeah. and then it like. I'm looking, no, because Putty for me was like what you used to play with as a kid. or Yeah, is you it? never put it on the newspaper. No. So if you put it on, the, you'd stretch it out kind of. And if you put it on the newspaper. Then it would help. It yeah. would imprint, especially if it was like the comics or funnies, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I would just get the ink on my hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, I know, that's uh, a terrible thing. It really is, actually. I don't know why I, you know, these things, oh. yeah, but I actually <laughs> do miss the intimacy of getting a newspaper. And, you know, I think the challenge with everything being online is that your mind is straight away, you know, because there's always other things on the page, isn't it? And you're always being mm-hmm. told to go and look at something else and link to something else. Whereas when you're reading a newspaper, you literally look at the columns, you read it through, you look at all the pages. I used to love reading newspapers, actually. Yeah, yeah. I still actually buy actual magazines and books. Yeah. I like same thing, just to be zoned in and also um, the feel of it, get your eyes away from the screen kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so that's your secret sauce. That's impressive. So if I ever see you with a newspaper and a pair of glasses... <laughs> I'm having a, I need to feel smart day. You need to feel smart then. But I will tell you, um, interesting about clothes is you'll also know um, if you've never seen me in an outfit again, I've probably either haven't worn it and, you know, gone through my rotation yet, or I've had a really bad day in the outfit. Because (laughs) I do think um, when I go through my closet or anyone goes through their stuff, Sometimes you associate clothes with a really nice memory or a bad memory, but a lot of times, you know, you look at your clothes and you're like, oh, I was doing this when I wore this and, or this, you know, happens, this is my good luck shirt, you know, things like that. And I think that's kind of cool that every outfit has a memory or a story associated with it. That's so interesting. That we, I mean, did you, you know, you lost your father the same year that I did mine and... I'd not thought about this, but I took some clothes of my dad. Oh, me too. And I got a little box at home, and so he's nightgown, and some of the things that I remember him. So yeah. I've kept some of his clothes. Is, have you done something similar then? Because there's a memory Absolutely. around that. Absolutely. And I have certain ones that I used to love, the way, you know, he, he looked in them, like certain sweatshirts and things. Or, um, you know, we used to go on family vacation, so I would take those shirts. My girls also took some of his yeah, T-shirts. My, my children do as well. I actually had, for um, Easter, I had one of my dad's shirts made into a bear for each of oh, my girls. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so a good idea. It was so, and the woman who did it was so nice and, and wonderful and, and sympathetic. And it was real, and she did a lovely job. She was so careful with everything, so... Challenge when when I eventually pass this earth, you know, my children will say, oh, "He's close." <laughs> it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same impact. <laughs> Ask Agent anything. <laughs> this has gone very quickly, uh, but now is the opportunity for you to ask me any question that you may have. Okay. Well, I'm sure the audience have no idea what the hell people are going to ask me. I know. Doesn't that make you a little nervous? Always, always. <laughs> so my question, because I do love clothes, my question is, do you have anything, aside from what you mentioned about your dad, do you have anything that you, when you see it, it reminds you of something, you know, really special that you just are like, wow, I was wearing, you know, this shirt when I did blah. Um, for those, you, you may have joined a little bit um, later, but um, Kelly will know what I'm talking about. But I have got one special jacket. Mm-hmm. It's my 80s ski jacket. Oh. And when I was doing my silly videos for, the, um, for all of our folks during COVID to keep them amused, I wore my 80s ski jacket, which was, 
you know, and my wife wanted to throw it out when we first got married. <laughs> I was going to ask how she And it was like, and we kept it because it literally is, you remember this is the 80s mm-hmm. and it was an, um, the Canadian Olympic ski jacket equivalent and it's shiny <laughs> and it's got every single colour on oh the planet. God. You know, and all these emblems is and it puffy. It puffy. It's like it's literally. It looks like something out of Miami Vice in snow. And uh, you know, and uh, I put it on for the folks. Do you remember it, Kaylee? I certainly do. And uh, one, everyone was surprised. It saw sort of nearly fit. Fit. You know. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, great. Um, that's good. I thought. Yeah, but I. I so to answer your question, it, it, it when I look at it, and it's still in my wardrobe. I, I have kept it, and I'll never wear it in public. Clearly. <laughs> But when I look at it, it reminds me of the 80s, which was a spectacular decade for me as I was, you know, it was my sort of adolescence, teenager, young adult period. And, you know, life was amazing. I think when you're that age, um, anything is possible. Nothing is against you. You feel invincible. And it was a great time. There was no responsibilities. There was no, you know, expectations. Mm -hmm. There was just fun and opportunity and optimism i and so i look at that and that's what it reminds me of i hope that you know and i and i do sometimes worry about this even for my own girls and i you know they're they're smart they're fun they're having a good time but you know do young folks today have that kind of innocent you know optimistic invincible outlook you know that we we put so much pressure Mm -hmm. onto the young folks these days they absorb so much information they do arguably at that period i was an idiot like i didn't know what was going on in the world and i didn't want to (laughs) (laughs) exactly i think though let me ask this if i can ask a follow-up you certainly may would you ever even just for fun, wear it to like a big client meeting and say, you know, this was your, you know, like your cape, your superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, well, if the if the need was big enough, <laughs> if the client had a sense of humor, got it. Then, then maybe that, it are would you, make uh, you memorable uh, for sure. Are, are you going to ask your client for me to do that? Is that, is that I think I might. Yeah. I think I might. I think I might be able to do that. We do have a visit coming up, Ajit. We do indeed. Um, 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 but yes, I have to sneak it out of the house. If my wife realized that I was taking this jacket in public, she she would uh, disown me straight away. Fair enough. <laughs> As a wife, I hear that. Yeah, okay. So, so Nicole, um, yes. you know, thank you so much for being uh, with Tag. You're someone that's joined not too long ago. No. But you've embedded yourself into the organization like you've been here forever. Uh, you, you know, the energy that you clearly have, the passion that you have, you know, that's clear in your focus on clothes and your films and, your, and your, your kids and the activities comes through in your work day. And, uh, you know, just want to thank you for being an amazing person. Cheers. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And um, Tag has been great. And so it's easy to get fully immersed. So, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ajit, for having me. Join us soon for another episode of Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara and learn more about the people behind the job titles at Tag.